No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name is Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always, Brian. I hope our listeners are doing well today too, keeping cool out there. We've got a hot summer ahead of us here, so I would suggest that you reserve an hour every Every week to keep cool and listen to our radio show because we got a lot of good advice for you. Brian, uh, this being almost July here, actually, this is a July 4th weekend. We're just about halfway through the year so far. And I was taking a look at how the U.S. has fared in this first half of the year. There were expectations in the beginning of the year as to how things were going to go, but I think we've really exceeded those, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. The economy's cooking for most sectors of the economy, I would say, not everybody. You know, the, the economy is, is different things to different people. If you're out of a job, it's not doing well. <laughs> but if you're <laughs> thriving, hey, the economy's great. But there's been a lot of money pumped into it, some of it organically and some of it created through borrowing and uh, government legislation and so forth. So, But all in all, there's been a lot of money pumped in, so a lot of things are kicking on all cylinders, a lot of pent-up demand and supply chain disruption, as we know. We've seen inflation back. We haven't talked inflation on the radio the whole seven years, I think, we've been on this show. Right. But that's now a big topic conversation now and going forward. So restaurants are opening up again. I see that travel is picking up again, too, and that poses some problems because hotels many times don't have enough staff to handle all of those guests, and rental cars have been a big problem in parts of the country, too, and that rental car agencies don't have those. So it really looks like that Americans have sort of a short memory as far as COVID goes, and the outlook for the second half of the year, I know that we do not have a crystal ball, but do you feel that we're going to be far exceeding what we thought it was going to be? Yeah, I, I kind I do. And uh, you're right about the rental cars have been 
planning a trip to Kauai and there are literally no rental cars <laughs> in the month of July uh, available, period. Not a single one. I mean, they're completely booked out. Now, part of that is due to a supply chain disruption amongst the automobile industry. They can't get chips, semiconductor chips, to uh, monitor all the different things in a car. And, and so now, uh, you know, nowadays a car is a, a, a moving computer. And so they can't produce cars like they used to. The supply is completely disrupted there. But back to your question, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I suspect that uh, uh, we're coming back again. I think that the fuel to the fire is uh, all the stimulus money that was borrowed, created out of thin air and just dispersed. And so you got that uh, along with uh, COVID. You know, we think back to the massive parties that happened a bunch of years ago. I remember we had another event where people were kind of stuck in, you know, in a different lifestyle. And once they were out of that, uh, things really changed. Yeah, Brian, it reminds me of that iconic photo where the sailors were kissing the nurses in Times Square. And that was just after World War II. And it seems that consumers are getting out there ready to party like 1945 again. Yeah, I like that one. It's not 1999. It's 1945 (laughs) was when the party was happening. And it kind of reminds me of that in some way in that, you know, we were all locked down and, and now we're free to, to live our lives and, and it's, it's going crazy. And now another thing that happened, though, in 1945 was because we'd spent so much money, just like we just recently spent, and that was the fuel, mm-hmm. a lot of people credit World War II with getting us out of a Great Depression. A lot of money was spent. A lot of money was, was borrowed. Well, another thing happened. Taxes went up. Yeah. Uh, taxes went up to a max rate of 94% in 1945. So uh, hopefully we're not going to repeat that part of the equation, but we did just borrow a lot of money. So that is definitely a concern on my radar. Well, you know, when it comes to companies who have responded to what's happened during COVID-19, I think uh, some companies, some sectors of the economy and some sectors of business have grown quite significantly. And in particular, you know, places like Amazon and Instacart, places that deliver things and, you know, buying things online and so forth. But it also occurs to me that there are some old guard companies out there that we thought were pretty much dead. And I'm talking about retailers like Target, Costco, Home Depot. Not that they were dead, really, but they really have adapted to this new economy in that they are taking on digital operations too and becoming a real competitor to Amazon. Even Volkswagen, General Motors are challenging Tesla in electric vehicles. So should you be taking a look at these old guard companies again, not discounting them? Yeah, it's it's a curious thing that's happened. You know, you look at the stats on, for instance, Target, 2019 to 2020, their online sales essentially doubled. Right. Uh, Costco's is almost doubled. Mm-hmm. Home Depot's not quite doubled, but it's way up too. We're seeing restaurants really, you know, when it, COVID started, I was wondering if any restaurant would survive. You know, they're, they're not going to be able to serve for however long it was going to be, a year, year and a half, whatever. How are they going to survive? But many of them have thrived. And it's the ones that uh, adapted. I mean, you look at the amount of takeout now. People didn't used to... In the old days, uh, if you were thinking about you know dinner at a restaurant, you didn't want to pay fifty dollars for two people for a takeout in a styrofoam <laughs> sack. <laughs> now that's like normal. That's yeah. that's what people do, and so we've had a real paradigm shift there. So they're thriving because now they're able to not only serve people to come in, but lots of people are, are taking out and are used to that and are okay with that. And so we're seeing just a lot of businesses adapt, a lot of the old school businesses adapting, like you mentioned. 
And so they're they're ramping up. They're they're trying to be more like Amazon and provide the same kind of access. And so yeah, I, I definitely see that. You now every time you have a bunch of businesses ramp up and adapt, there's probably a bunch that aren't. And so there will be a, a big differentiation, uh, kind of calling the the herd here. Yeah, we were talking about businesses that did not adapt, and we were surprised that uh, Eastman Kodak was still in business. I mean, they're still in business, but they didn't adapt. Yeah, they were the 10th biggest company when I was public accounting. They were the 10th biggest company in the S&P 500. And uh, my my brother and I were texting back and forth. He listened to that that part of my show, and he was laughing. And, you know, he was teasing me. Oh yeah, I, I listened to your show. I was I was playing pong and uh, drinking some tang, yeah, you know, exactly. or whatever. We were kind of laughing back and forth. Oh, I said that's funny. I was just playing that little vibrating football game with the sure. little men on th- on the thing, but mine are all just vibrating in circles and not going anywhere. <laughs> so we were back and forth having a good time with how things have changed over the years, and and you know things have adapted and I, I did come up with a comment I thought this was interesting that our video games were so lame back then and they're so great today that you know we play for 10 minutes go this is boring go out and play football yeah exactly. shoot baskets or do ride a bike now they're <laughs> so entertaining you know you, I can't get a 16 year old out of their bedroom you know I go outside oh my gosh I don't do that I just play games I think the elephant in the room, we've talked about this before, is inflation. Last week, we talked about the fact that it had been forecast at 4%. It was actually 6%, but actually, it's underreported. It's a little higher than that. Do you see it even going higher than what it is? Yeah, I do. I mean, there's a lot of people, oh, no, it's not going to go up. Well, the prices will come back down. A lot of people have that opinion. I'm just not seeing that. I think once prices go up, they don't go back. (laughs) I've never seen that in my lifetime. So I don't know why people would drop prices and and so forth. Now, the one thing about inflation, I I keep reading this over and over and over. The Fed's target inflation rate. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Because the Fed does not control inflation. So if Home Depot decides lumber prices are going to be three times as much as they were a year ago pre-COVID, then they sell lumber for three times as much. They don't call the Fed chair go, you know, we were thinking about raising the price, but I know you're limiting us to 2% because that's your target. You know, that conversation doesn't happen. It's about supply and demand. Goods and services cost whatever someone's willing to pay. And so they don't have any effect really on inflation in my view. Inflation is what it is. Otherwise, lumber prices wouldn't have tripled. (laughs) It's simple as that. They don't control inflation. They control this thing called interest rates. In the interest paid on bonds and so forth, they have some control over. They can stimulate the economy. They can slow it down. They can change the borrowing rate that banks pay, that, that banks would then reloan to people expanding their businesses or getting mortgages, that kind of thing. So that's an interest rate function, and that is what they have influence over. But inflation, for them to come out and keep saying, well, we're going to control inflation, well, that's not really up to you, buddy. I'm sorry. You may think you you can, but in my opinion, I don't see how the Fed has a whole lot to say about inflation. Yeah, when you talk about inflation and prices going up and not coming down, I think of the housing market. And as uh, expensive as things are these days, more and more people are putting for sale signs on their lawn to get that big money out of that. Housing prices are at all-time highs. I don't see them going backwards. 
Well, yeah, and, and kind of the, that's interesting you say that because for years, you know, I was hearing about, well, when time comes, I'm going to sell my place here, get a boatload of money, and go someplace cheap like Boise. Yeah. And I think you shared a stat with me that you just read about Boise. Yeah, I read it last night, and I think it was uh, it was an article about the cities in the country that have had the highest gain in housing prices year to year. Boise was at the top of the list, and as I recall, it was somewhere around 70%. People from Washington, California. Yeah, so that ship has sailed if you're thinking about going to Boise because it's cheaper. Think again, because prices have skyrocketed in these places. So a lot of the places people thought they were going to move to because they were cheap aren't cheap anymore. Now, there's some are, but a lot of them are not. I mean, Phoenix is is one of the booming areas. Right. Scottsdale, I, I would assume, is, is really way up right now, uh, given it's the nicest part of the area there. But yeah, Idaho was the number one state as far as appreciation. So a lot of these places that were desirable to be in for, for different people Again, that ship has sailed. Those prices are way up, and they may go up more. I'm not saying it's too late or anything. It's probably never too late to buy in an area that people are going to move to. And with COVID, people can work remotely, and remotely places like Idaho or, or wherever they want to go are now uh, in in the cards. So, yeah, price. Uh, if your plans were to go someplace cheap, you might have to revisit what, what cheap really is. <laughs> You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. We're here for you on the radio every week for your physical fitness, your financial education. And if you have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, we invite you to contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. You can get it by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or request it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with Growing Your Wealth and Part 2 just after this. Stay with us. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If the fuel gauge in your car was broken, would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas? You know, not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge. You just don't know how far you can go. At Madrona Financial Services, we want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty. At Madrona Financial, we have insurance-based solutions that can guarantee lifetime income, protect you from market losses, and even provide for your loved ones. 
and as a CPA and personal financial specialist, we scrutinize every product we offer. If you want to learn how to create a secure lifetime income stream, protect your money from market losses, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary meeting today. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. We'll arrange a meeting at one of our three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about four major retirement mistakes to avoid. And Brian, you know, we're living longer than ever and have to make our money last. Now that you've saved a substantial nest egg, the question becomes how you'll avoid retirement pitfalls so that it carries you to and through retirement. So we'll talk about four major retirement mistakes to avoid here. One, not having a tax minimization strategy. Number two, ignoring inflation. I know we just talked about that not having a social security claiming strategy, and four, failing to plan for health care costs. So let's start at the top, Brian, and that would be not having a tax minimization strategy. Yeah, and this is not a tax elimination strategy because we still want to make money in our lifetime, and, and so that's it's always a good thing. I mean, if you pay taxes, it means you made some money probably. So, But how much tax we pay is is what we're talking about here. Now, certainly level loading your your taxes, your taxable income over time makes sense. So for instance, let's say you you made $300,000 in three years. Well, if you make 100 grand a year for each of the three years, your top rate, if you're married, is 12%. Well, if you made all 300,000 in one year and zero the next two, then your top rate is at least 24%. So twice, so you get twice the amount of tax, essentially, just on how the money is spread out over a number of years. And so if you have some of those lower years, you want to have strategies for, you know, if you have a zero year, oh, I might want to do a Roth conversion. Uh, move some money from my IRA into my Roth, pay tax at 12%, and then never pay tax on any of the growth the rest of my life. And especially if you're younger, Roths can be really amazing for that. There's a lot of other investment options that you can do to save on taxes. So that's one of them is planning the timing of your taxable income. Uh, not paying tax at all through deferral or elimination, like uh, we talk on this show a lot about Section 1031 exchanges, deferring gains on investment real estate, and then eventually getting to step up in basis under the current law so that no one ever pays any capital gains or depreciation recapture on your real estate. We've talked a lot about uh, fixed index universal life policies where you can put money away and then borrow against your own future death proceeds and retirement income tax free. So there's a number of ways to not only earn money or retain money or plan for reducing your taxes, your tax hit, or reducing your average tax rate. And I'm looking at the top federal tax rates. And as you said, Brian, in around 1945, the top rate was around 94%. Today, it is quite reasonable considering what it has been since 1913. Yeah, today it is. And, you know, with all the borrowing we just had, we, you know, there were two times in the tax rates really jacked up. One was after World War One, we borrowed a bunch of money. One was after World War Two. And now we've got COVID. We just borrowed, you know, a lot of trillions of dollars. And they're talking about more. And so with that comes a price, and that price can be tax rates. And so I think it's fair to assume that the future of tax rates will be higher than they are today. And so given that, how do you protect your retirement when one of the things that could really affect you 
is the increase in tax rates in your retirement. Because, you know, the old school thought always has been, I'm going to take deductions now, like put money in my 401k plan, deduct it now when I'm at my highest rate while I'm working. When I'm not working anymore, I'm retired, I'll be at a lower rate. Well, I'm finding more and more people, that's the opposite is, is true. They were working and making, you know, decent money and paying maybe 12%. And now in retirement, they've got uh, rentals and pensions and, and annuities and, and all kinds of different things. And their taxable income's actually higher than it was, you know, Social Security. It's actually higher than it was when they were working. And they got millions of dollars they didn't think they'd ever have. And now the, they're in a higher bracket than they, they thought they would be. And required minimum distributions kicks them up again because if you have millions in a, in a retirement plan, you got to take you know six figures out a year that pops you up in the higher brackets already so uh, these strategies need to be taken into account when considering your retirement brian is it a big misconception people say well i'm going to be going into retirement i don't have a paycheck every week and i'm going to be in a much lower tax bracket but is that necessarily true yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's just for a lot of people, it's not. And one of the primary reasons is the required minimum distribution. So you may go, well, you know, I got Social Security, I've got this and that. I don't think I'll be in too high of a bracket. Well, then, okay, yeah, I got two million in, again in my or three million or whatever in my 401ks, IRAs, qualified money, and and all of a sudden you're in your 70s. You're going, I have to take out how much? Eighty, ninety, hundred thousand a year, and a required minimum distribution. Well, that's just taxable income, all at, all at my top rate. I'm like, yep. Boy, I wish I'd converted some of this to a Roth way back when. Well, if you're, you know, today is way back when because we don't have time machines. So we are in way back when, Jeff. This is today. <laughs> it's way back when. So if you're in a situation where you might have some taxable years that are at a palatable marginal tax bracket, you might consider some of these things I'm talking about. Brian, when you do financial plans, I know that you consider a lot of different aspects to these financial plans. With every financial decision that you make, are taxes maybe the biggest consideration? Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest. And so that's probably something also that's really wrong with our industry because most of our industry is focused on product sales. And so if if you're trying to sell a product and you're not talking taxes, that's one thing. But most of our industry is not licensed to talk taxes. So they kind of gloss over it. In fact, I was looking at some, some sites uh, recently to, to get some ideas about video production that we're working on here and so forth. And I saw site after site saying, hey, taxes are really important. And then you click on their video about it and they go, taxes are really important and spend 20 minutes telling you about how important taxes are and there was nothing there was it was just right. empty it was vapor and so i was like wow okay you're not licensed to talk taxes you're acknowledging it's important i'm watching this video and the inference is that you will talk taxes with me but i as a cpa know you can't so i'm going huh that's a kind of a bait and switch right there so be careful if you're working with someone that's kind of talking it up you know fake it till you make it on taxes if you're working with an advisor that can't talk taxes find some advisor or at least get a cpa or on board or something where you can talk taxes and integrate that into your financial plan and regular listeners of this program know that that is one of the major benefits of Madrona Financial Services is the partnership with Bauer Evans CPAs. I mean, they are literally right across the hall from each other. That is a huge, huge benefit here for clients of Madrona Financial is that they also get the benefit of Bauer Evans CPAs. 
Yeah, and for a lot of us, they're right across. They're not even across the hallway. They're across the brain because they're both. Uh, yeah, they're, we're both. Right, uh, right. I have a number of people, uh, CPA uh, advisors uh, here, and so. Um, but all of our advisors has access to the CPAs here, and so yeah, taxes are a huge thing. We're going to be talking about some of the other things that are, you know, I, I won't say one's necessarily way more important. It depends on your situation. Maybe you don't have much of a tax planning opportunity, or maybe you do. And so some people take advantage of a lot of things. I've had clients do DSTs and fixed index universal life and Roth conversions and all, all these different things and, and trusts and gifting strategies and charitable gifting with tax advantages and so forth. They take advantage of almost everything there is. And that's great. Some people, it's just not in the cards for them to do that. They don't have the, the things that would generate that so uh, in their in their assets. So just kind of depends, but that is absolutely probably the most common important area. We're talking about four retirement mistakes to avoid here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Next one is inflation. A little example here, how inflation has changed the price of a cup of coffee over time. Well, I know when I was a young man or, or actually a teenager, it was 25 cents, I think it was. And, yep. and uh, now, you know, it might be a buck 60 for a cup of coffee. And, and so, you know, that's one example. But we all have our examples. I remember 19 cent hamburgers. Sure. And now when I take out, you know, with a hamburger, it's, you know, they throw fries in there and it's 25 bucks. So, <laughs> you know, I, true. I don't know. That seemed like more than 19 cents. <laughs> the hamburger is better, though, than a, that 19 cent one sure. was. But you know, we know housing. Um, my parents bought a house for $1,500 once. Of course, that was in concrete. It wasn't downtown Seattle. But I think Seattle houses were maybe 3000 back then, you know, or sure. whatever. So uh, we know prices go up dramatically. And a lot of people don't take that into account, uh, especially if you're 60 years old and you, you say, okay, I'm retiring. Uh, I got enough money coming in. Well, do you? Will you in 30 years, 20 years, you know, or, or you know, when prices, when that the buying power of your money is maybe half what it is today or less? Oh, yeah. Then uh, I got to have twice as much if it's half. Oh, yeah. Do you have a plan for having twice as much available money to spend versus what you're planning on today? And a lot of financial plans or plans that people have don't take that into account. So all of our plans absolutely do. And I was looking at a chart here that inflation around 1980 was running close to 15 percent, actually around 13 to 14 percent or so. Right now, I mean, it had been reported, as we said earlier, 4.1%, actually 6% and more. And as we discussed earlier, you really see inflation becoming even greater than it is today, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think... Yeah, I think everything's going up, but whether it's inflation, tax rates, as I mentioned earlier, we have to account for that. Now, hopefully I'm wrong. And gee, Brian, uh, 20 years ago, you told me I had to expect inflation and higher taxes, but they're both really low. And I have way more money uh, coming in than I thought I was going to need. Okay, well, that's <laughs> my bad. That's fine. But, you know, if that's not the case, then, you know, you'll be happy you have planned for uh, inflation. What are some of the things that we can do in terms of investments to uh, protect ourselves against inflation? Well, there's a number of things. Certainly, a lot of people use fixed index annuities to provide cash flow in retirement. It's you know, kind of similar but different to a pension. But uh, some of them are fixed payouts. Uh, some of them have increasing payouts over your life. So that's one way to get an increasing payout FIA fixed index annuity. Another is, you know, you're investing in assets that can grow and maybe, you know, it's whether it's real estate that's active or passive, 
Hopefully over time, your rents can increase with time or at least underlying value. And then you can reinvest into something at a higher principal value, giving you more rental income. So there's another way to do that. So just taking all this into account, making sure you're invested. I mean, I've talked on this show about people that, you know, put money into their retirement accounts for 30 years and, you know, they sit across from each other, they make the same pay and one is, you know, freaked out about the market and never put it in and it's just all in cash and they have $200,000 to retire with. The other put it in the S&P 500 and they have one and a half million. And that's a real thing. I mean, they both put the same amount of money away, but one grew over the decades and decades. So staying invested, not all in the same thing, but staying invested is another way to combat inflation. We're talking about four retirement mistakes to avoid here on Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you've got at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary as in no cost, no obligation financial plan. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA or you can request it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. We're going to take a quick break, Brian. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Social Security maximization. Did you know that only 4% of retirees claim Social Security benefits at the optimal time. We'll tell you more about that and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. When you're researching something, weeding through all the available information can be daunting, especially when it concerns your retirement. What you want is a thorough analysis from an expert. Good news. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has done that for you in his recently published ebook series, Inside Retirement Investing, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get your free copy by calling 844-MADRONA today or visit madronafinancial.com to download your free copy. The Inside Retirement Investing ebook series covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to investing to taxes and so much more. Call now to secure your free copy, 844-MADRONA. Madrona Financial Services provides a one-stop integrated approach to retirement planning. Schedule a complimentary no-obligation financial review to get on the path to achieving your retirement goals and get your free copy of the Inside Retirement Investing eBooks by calling 844-MADRONA or by visiting madronafinancial.com. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, Madrona Financial Services has an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware statutory trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Madrona Financial Services, you'll be working with a team of CPAs and investment advisors with extensive DST experience. Now, you have the freedom to sell your highly appreciated income property, still enjoy the benefits of investing in real estate, and potentially defer the taxes on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madrona1031.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the four big retirement mistakes to avoid. And Brian, before we went to the commercial break, I did talk about the fact that only 4% of retirees claim Social Security benefits at the optimal time. Only 4%. They lose out on an average of $111,000 per household, according to a recent study. And I have read that the most popular age for people to take Social Security, this is popular. They take it at 62 just because it is available to them. But that very well could be a huge mistake. Yeah, and it's different for everybody. So I want to kind of talk about some of the things we might consider. The advantage, there's always advantages and disadvantages to everything. So if I know how long you're going to live, I can give you great advice on when to take Social Security. That is that is one thing. But we don't know how long we're going to live. I'm going to start by talking about for married people. Now, sometimes when you have a married couple and one of them was the wage earner and maybe they're older too, it's good to wait because if that person passes away prior to the spouse, the spouse gets the higher amount for the rest of their life. And maybe that's 10 years, maybe it's 20 years. And so depending on, you know, the health and so forth. So that would be a reason to wait. Now, some people say, well, I've done the math and I see that the break-even is age about age 79 between, I mean by break-even, is if you started... If one person started taking it at 62 and another started at 70, so they're getting it later, but they get more each month, the amount that they get in Social Security will be even. Those two people will have cumulatively been the same amount at age 79. So if you're not going to live to age 79, you're obviously better off taking it early. If you're going to live past 79, you might be better off taking it late, but you might be talking to somebody who says, well, yeah, okay, the math says I'm going to live to 90, I think, and I'm going to be better off if I wait. But tell me, Brian, I, I'm not working. I'm in my 60s. What am I supposed to do to, for food? Yeah, <laughs> I can't right, afford right. it. <laughs> oh, okay, you might want to take it early for a different reason. Not because you'll have more money, but because you need it to live on. Or maybe you need it to supplement your income in your 60s because you say, look, I want to have fun in my 60s. I don't really care about having more money in my 70s and 80s. I want to live it up in my 60s. Well, okay, you might want to take it early. I can probably promise you, you you likely would have had more money if you'd waited. However, if your quality of life, so that's the thing about math equations. I can tell you the math equation, 879. Okay, but math equations don't take into account uh, old bones and, and loss of energy or, or old age, they, they can't take into quality of life uh, components in the equation. So it's not it's more than just an equation. It's, it's many other uh, components. And Brian, when you think about taking Social Security at age 62, there are some restrictions, one of which is earned income. That is income that you earn from going to a job or something like that. The cap is $18,960 this year. So let's say that uh, you had investment income that was coming in that's not earned income, and it's enough to live on, and you're thinking about taking Social Security at age 62. You're not going to earn more than 18960 Is it a strategy? Would it be a good idea for some people to take that Social Security check early? early and invest that money and hopefully earn a better rate of return than they would get if they'd waited until age 70 to take it. Well, that's another possibility there. It depends on what kind of investor you are, uh, your risk tolerance. Myself would be in that boat. I think I can earn more than whatever I pay on a mortgage or any increase, uh, cost of living increases. 
I can invest that into my business and, and so forth and, and do better. So, but a lot of people don't have that. They don't have a business to invest in or, or whatever. And, and so that is a, a great comment there, uh, Jeff, that there's the opportunity cost of getting money early rather than waiting. Yeah, the, the gross amount's higher by waiting. But that, again, that equation doesn't factor in potential earnings from having money earlier. And so uh, there's, there's a case for taking it early. Uh, but if if you're not that much of a risk taker, you don't know that you're going to make better money, then you know we're back to the old equation of age 79 is a break even. Brian, there were strategies that used to exist. I remember when we first started doing this show, there was something called file and suspend. You can't do that anymore. But I've heard about this start, stop, start thing with Social Security. Can you start Social Security, then within a year decide, I shouldn't have done that, stop it, and then restart it again? Yeah, you can. You got to pay back the money. So, for instance, you start at 62 because you retired. And then at 62 and a half, somebody says, hey, your replacement here at the job, the young guy doesn't know everything that you knew. Will you come back as a consultant? We'll pay you $70,000, you know, 100000 a year for 20 hours a week. And you go, huh. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll do that. And then, oops, I, t- I started Social Security. I, I got to give all that money back now. And, and I don't get any credits for, for waiting, and I don't get the money. So if, if you give back that half year's worth of Social Security, you can pretend you know that you didn't have... This isn't a strategy. If you think you're going back to work, don't start taking Social Security so that you have to then later in the year figure out where the money's coming from to pay them back and go through all that rigmarole. But uh, yeah, that is an option if you've taken it by mistake. I know that you have a Social Security maximization program here at Madrona Financial. Is that something that everybody gets put through when they're thinking about taking Social Security? No, actually it isn't because a lot of times the the answer is pretty clear before we even go to that because it's not a number. It's not an equation to solve for. It's more of a lifestyle kind of thing that we're solving for. But sometimes, yeah, we do. And let's say there's a married couple and they both worked and so forth. And we might go, okay, what makes sense as to the timing of Social Security and you know, taking into account whether they're going to have employment in their early 60s? And so we will run them through that to tell us exactly what the timing should be between the two of them. There still are some file and suspend type allowances, not as juicy as it used to be in the old days, but there, there are still some things around that. Again, Social Security is one of those things that I think people don't think about enough. They think it's as simple as taking it at 62, full retirement age between 66 and 67 and age 70. But there's really a lot more to that. So don't make that retirement mistake of not understanding Social Security. The next retirement mistake that people make, Brian, is not having a plan for medical and long-term care costs. Yeah, uh, that has become a bigger and bigger thing over the years. And there's some stats on on that that are really alarming. Uh, one of them I read that the, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's, it's the average 65-year-old couple retiring today will need an estimated $363,000 to cover their health care costs. Right. And this doesn't include long-term care. Oh, that's a big number. So what we've done is in our financial plans here, you know, we, we put in spending and inflation and taxes and taxes on required minimum distributions and mortgages and all that on the outflows. Now we've added a new column just for health care expenses. And that, again, I'm talking health care, not long-term care. So we'll talk about that later in the show. But Healthcare as as its own column because there is the the Medicare supplements that you're going to be paying 
for the rest of your life. There's for a lot of my clients, their income's high, so their Medicare supplements are, are even higher. Their mm-hmm. you know their Medicare that they have to pay is higher. Any stuff that's outside of of covered, you know, elective kinds of things and so forth, um, all that's in there. So. We've actually added a, a new column in our plans just for health care costs. Yeah, and as you said, that it can be entirely different than long-term care costs. And, you know, going through this right now at my age, paying for my wife's health insurance and, uh, you know, some of the costs that you uh, do incur outside of what the plan covers can be quite significant. Let's talk about how much long-term care cost is actually pretty expensive, isn't it? Uh, it can be. And, uh, you know, there's a couple ways to do that. We'll talk about the different uh, types of plans in a second. But uh, I was having an interesting conversation with somebody recently about long-term care and the person doesn't have any kids. Okay. So uh, we were talking about an asset-based plan that where you put money in, if you don't use it, the, the money that you put in can come back to your estate and go to your heirs. And I was asking what he thought about that. And he goes, well, actually, you know, normally you'd think I, I wouldn't care about that because I don't have any errors, but I do because I don't have any errors. I do care. And the reason I care is there's no one to take care of me. Uh, I don't have any kids that would take care of me. So I need long-term care for that reason alone. And then I, I shared with him, you know, now that you think, now that I think about it, I got two kids, but I got two boys. And my boys probably aren't the most nurturing people on the planet. <laughs> they don't notice stuff. Yeah. And so I am not going to rely on my two boys to, to be taking care of me when I can't <laughs> bathe myself. I can't, you know, use the bathroom. I can't cook. I'm not counting on them, so I better get me some long-term care also, Jeff, (laughs) even though I have kids. Yeah, exactly right. Dad's at the bottom of the steps. What's he doing down there? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's he's taking a nap. That's right. What's that red stuff on his forehead? (laughs) I think he was eating a hot dog with ketchup. (laughs) That's right. Where's that video game? Let's let's, (laughs) let's get to that. Well, you know, they're just only normal, natural kids. We're talking about four retirement mistakes to avoid here on Growing Your Wealth, and we'll continue to talk about that in our next segment. Meantime, If you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 to invest. We invite you to compare at Madrona Financial Services to get your complimentary no-cost, no-obligation plan. Call 844-MADRONA or request it online at madronafinancial.com. Time for a break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Today I want to talk about annuities because we've had a lot of market volatility, and I can't even go on my computer without seeing that guy out there saying, I hate annuities, you should too. It's the biggest mistake you'd ever make. And just kind of refers me back to that old Geico commercial with the uh, drill sergeant talking to this person being a psychologist, and uh, I'm thinking, well, what does an advisor do that puts all of their clients' money 100% in the market all the time? What are they going to tell that person when it's down 20% like it is recently? And I think of that drill sergeant calling them Namby Pambies and Jack Wagons and all that for being so soft. And, you know, it's just the, the case is that a lot of people cannot handle that kind of volatility. They're older. They want some security. They don't want to deal with another crash of 2000 or 2008 or 1987 or whatever. And they're seeing it happen and they're seeing maybe 
maybe they're life-changing because they just have too much in-risk assets. So I'm not saying the market is bad and you shouldn't have money in the market. I'm just saying it's not for everybody to have all of their money in the market like some people would recommend. And I can tell you the people that are probably the happiest right now because every asset class in the world right now is down. Whether it's commodities, gold, stocks, U.S., foreign, small, large, everything's down. But some things are not down. Fixed index annuities are not down because they typically have a contractual agreement that you cannot lose money in any given year. So those people that didn't lose money in a down market are probably feeling pretty good. So are annuities right for everybody? No. But are they wrong for everybody too? No, they are not. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to complete our discussion of the four retirement mistakes to avoid. And Brian, last segment, we talked a little bit about health care, but we didn't really get so much into long term care. Once again, that is something that I think a lot of people neglect because they say, you know, I'm 65 years of age. I feel really, really healthy. I'm never going to need long-term care, but statistics say otherwise, don't they? Yeah, more than half of people end up needing some long-term care. Now, sometimes it's short, but the average stays are, are I think, about a year and a half for male and two and a half years for female. And so if you need it, and you know, you might be on the other end of that stat, you might be longer. Um, some people think their kids are going to maybe take care of them, but you know, if you got a bunch of boys at home, and <laughs> they may not be that, that great at that. No, not the most nurturing people on the planet. So yeah, that's something to consider. But the uh, cost of long-term care is very, very expensive. Uh, the national average is about 105000 a year, but certainly it can be much higher here in the Pacific Northwest, just like everything else is, uh, housing especially. So uh, that's, a, that's a big hit for a lot of people. So it's something that, you know, if, if better than 50% chance, you might need some, something to at least consider in your retirement plan. A lot of people think, though, I've got Medicare. Medicare is going to cover that, but it really doesn't cover that much in terms of long-term care, does it? As long as you're not uh, needing it for more than about 100 days, mm-hmm. you're fine. But if you need it more than 100 days, yeah, it's not going to help you out. So Medicare is not a substitute for long-term care. And in addition to that, people think, well, there's long-term care insurance. If I buy that, that's going to cover it. But that's interesting, long-term care insurance. Many times, people don't even keep it. They don't have it until they need long-term care. Something comes up where the premiums get too high or they're offered a cash buyout. Yeah, there's basically a couple ways to fund long-term care. One is you know, the traditional monthly expense. It's like traditional insurance. The problem is as you get older and you maybe don't have as many resources, the premium gets much much higher. And so it might be a big chunk of your budget and that might make it so you let it lapse. And then, you know, then of course you need it and then you don't have it anymore. So that could be an issue. Uh, the ones that we offer for our clients only is the asset-based ones where you put in a, a chunk of money, uh, generally over $100,000, and you get an asset-based plan, meaning that if you never use it, your heirs can have that money you put in. So the 
the cost of the insurance is just the opportunity cost on the big premium that you fund it with. Uh, so that's that's kind of nice. It's the only insurance I know of that, oh, you mean if I get insurance, but if I don't use it, you give my heirs the money back? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that doesn't sound so bad. So that's an asset-based plan. You put 100000 into it, that is not going to pay you know, 10000 a month in long-term care facility. It'll pay some fraction of that, but it will take a lot of the sting out of the expense and kind of take some of the the uh, burden away from your own family members if you didn't have that policy. So that's interesting. As opposed to a long-term care policy that you pay into, you don't get anything back. What you're saying is that with these asset-based programs that you have, you're able to actually get money back, or if you don't use it, it can be passed along to heirs. Yeah, and that kind of sounds too good to be true, uh, but think about it this way. If I'm an insurance company and you're 50 years old and you want a long-term care policy and uh, you put 100000 into it, well, I'm going to take that $100,000 and invest it for 30 years or whatever it is and uh, make you know multiple on that. I'll make many, many hundreds of thousands of dollars every time and... And the payout, all I have to do is pay back the hundred grand. Oh, okay, as an insurance company, I came out ahead in that, so they're willing to refund you your original investment with no interest, essentially. So the the interest that you're foregoing is what the cost of the insurance to you. Brian, on past shows, we've talked about something that is very likely, I think it has come to pass, but that is a Washington State long-term care tax for those people who did not hear this previous show. Can you tell us about that again? Yeah, uh, so Washington State's going to enforce on all wages starting next year a payroll tax to buy long-term care policies. It's essentially a tax to reduce Washington State's burden to Medicaid, the Medicaid system. So it's just a new payroll tax. It's going to start at 0.58% on all wages for most people. And uh, the benefit to people is pretty much nil across the board. So it's a it's a terrible tax. It's a terrible deal. But, uh, you know, I guess I'm getting kind of used to terrible taxes, <laughs> I think. There are no taxes probably all, the, all that great that you have to pay that you're not going to get anything for it. Um, and so uh, – but if you have a long-term care policy prior to November 1st, you can opt out of that tax for the rest of your life. So a lot of people are doing that. I have noticed, though – you know, there's such a demand for that. So people are getting, we're thinking, okay, I'll just go out and get a minimum policy. And so they're they're looking for those. Insurance companies are already pulling out of the state of Washington. They do not want to be offering long-term care to Washingtonians that are trying to get out of this tax because they're worried they're going to put out all these policies, get a few payments, and then people are going to let their policies lapse. But they've opted out and been accepted. So there's a real battle going on. It was, again, poorly put together, very disappointed in our state legislature for for doing this. So we inefficient use of money, taking all this burden, uh, administrative burden to collect all this, this tax money and provide virtually very little benefit to anybody and really not that much savings to the state of Washington, I don't think. I think that tax rate is going to go up in the future. I think it's just a terrible deal. But uh, having said that, you know, like I said, even insurance companies don't want to be in the state of Washington. So <laughs> that's, you know, you did something wrong when you're scaring away insurance companies from offering their product. Yeah, it seems like Washington State, it used to be kind of a really uh, friendly state insofar as taxes go. But these days it is becoming one of the more taxed states in the country, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that and combined with the new uh, capital gains tax, uh, which is a income tax, just so everybody knows it's not an excise tax. Bob Ferguson, if you're listening, it is not an excise tax. It's an income tax. 
please stop with the rhetoric just because, you know, any tax is a good tax to certain people. So I don't agree with that. But uh, yeah, it's it's becoming more and more. We're seeing certain states that were once the place you want to be. If you're on the East Coast, you want to be in New York. If you're on the West Coast, you want to be in California. That's not the case anymore. Uh, if you're in the Midwest, you want to be in Illinois, right? Chicago. That is not the case anymore. Uh, people are leaving uh, California. They're leaving New York. They're leaving Illinois. A lot of people are leaving Washington. So they're not going to be uh, quite what they were in the old days. And much of that is because of uh, taxation. Well, it was good while it lasted. I mean, Washington State's still a beautiful place to live insofar as geography goes. California has some great geography, too. So do the other cities that you mentioned. But, you know, times are changing and no longer, I think, will populations be uh, based in areas like that, at least concentrated populations. Because of technology, people now can work from anywhere, so they'll do what they have to do to flee those taxes. So to recap, once again, we've been talking about four major retirement stakes to avoid. Number one, not having a tax minimization strategy. Number two, ignoring inflation. Number three, not having a social security claiming strategy. And of course, number four, that we've just been talking about failing to plan for health care costs. This is a webinar that we're going to be having on the website soon, right, Brian? Yeah, uh, that should be uh, uh, on the on the website uh, in the near future, along with some of my more recent webinars. And so I'll go into more depth on what we were talking about on the show, certainly in the webinar itself. So that can be very beneficial. And, you know, the bottom line is make sure that when you're thinking about retiring, that you actually have planned this stuff out, that you you have a properly done financial plan for a couple of reasons. One is a lot of people get to retire a lot earlier than they otherwise would have just because they have the knowledge and they see the, the documents all filled out and everything's thought of. And they go, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I can retire five years earlier than I thought. Well, thanks, Brian. I really appreciate that plan. That's great. Or vice versa. It's like, hmm, maybe I ought to work a few more years because this this isn't working out. I'm like, yeah. So just having that knowledge and then knowing how much you can spend in retirement, knowing that you have the peace of mind that you've taken care of maybe your long-term care, your cash flow, your, your legacy plans, your whatever plans, that that's all in place. I mean, it's kind of important. So, but it's, you know, the information is only as good as, as what's, you know, garbage in, garbage out. Right. So get the get the garbage out of your plan, make sure it's accurate and uh, something you can attain. Well, the key here is to simply have a plan. And right now for our loyal listeners to this program, we're offering a complimentary financial plan. If you have at least $500,000 to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, once again, no cost, no obligation for that financial plan. Call 844-MADRONA or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. Out of time for this week, Brian. Thank you for your time. Thanks to our listeners for their time, too. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out there. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using 
using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe you should never worry about running out of money in retirement. Retirement should be spent doing what you love with the people you love. The CPAs and financial advisors at Madrona Financial Services want you to know that with proper financial planning, that's exactly what you can have. Their goal is to do everything they can to help you achieve a financially secure future. They have many tools and ways to help you reach your retirement goals, from guaranteed lifetime income streams and protection against market losses to alternative real estate investments and strategies to minimize your taxes. With the Madrona Bundle of Services, they have everything you'll need to plan for retirement under one roof. So schedule your complimentary meeting today and get back to enjoying your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll arrange a meeting at one of their three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future at madronafinancial.com.